up, everybody? Welcome to episode 965 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined today by the nation's premier football correspondent, Shane Sparks. You used to, I remember, and this is going to take you back, when you did uh, wrestling broadcast and commentary. That was kind of a while ago before, you know, the, the glitz and glamour of the gridiron stole Shane Sparks from wrestling. It's sad. But you know what? We're glad you can come back. So on this show, we talk about like wrestling and like the worlds and NCAA wrestling. I know this is going to be unfamiliar, but Shane, we do welcome you back. It is great to see you guys. Uh, first things first, JD. I was hoping for the button-up shirt, a little bit of chest hair, but that's okay. You still wow. look good. The mustache is phenomenal. The hair looks good. And CP, good to see you a couple of weeks ago at a college football game in Houston. Sent you the text message. Lo and behold, you and the family are there. That was great to see you. Houston, great city, and I know that's a happy place to be today. It's a happy place to be today. Yeah, I guess I never told this story on the show or to really anyone, but we went to uh, an Astros game, and I get a text from Shane Sparks from the Astros game. And we were both there coincidentally the same day. So <laughs> we have, Now, listen, but here's the difference. Here's the difference between Shane and I. You know me, blue collar. You know, I got a family. I'm taking them to the ballpark. You know what? We're a little higher up. Well, very high up. Let's just be honest. I go down there, club seats. You know, he's like, oh, excuse me, uh, Mr. Baker, the manager. He's like basically at the dugout hanging out. He's with his other broadcaster friends. He's banging trash cans. These are the circles that Shane Sparks walks in. Versus versus me, but you know it was good to sh- see Shane. And once we got through his security, I was able to greet him formally. It was it was a great time. Christian, I'm with you. Trust me. I mean, I was just lucky. I was with uh, uh, Mark Neely, who was the play-by-play voice of the Padres for a while. He knew the the guys at the Astros and the Royals, so that that's where. I mean, I was just right time, right place. Otherwise, I'm with you because let's be honest, and it is what it is. If you know, you got to pay to play. But to, to take a family to a baseball game, I mean, my, my guess oh. is you probably dropped a few hundred. I mean, it is not cheap. So I, I'm with, I would have been exactly where you are had I been with the fam. Trust yeah. me. We're, we're, well, it's what it is. Well, we were, we were happy to, to see you there. We're happy to have you back and talk some wrestling. Uh, a couple things back. have happened. Last time you were on, we hadn't had a world championships. You know, A.J. Ferrari situation didn't have any clarity. The Atlanta Braves were the number one team in, in all of baseball and shoe-ins to make the World Series. Are they not the, are they not the number one team Never. anymore? Never no. a shoe-in. Never a shoe-in, Christian. Never a shoe-in. The, the pitching staff, oh, now we're a couple of guys are hurt. Nobody's going to feel sorry. They're not excuses. Circumstances of the day. They're not. They're, we'll see. They better show up tonight or at this time tomorrow. Season's going to be over. Yeah. Yeah, plenty of time to reflect for the uh, Atlanta faithful. But I want to get some of your thoughts on, on the Worlds. Did you watch any 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 um, exciting moments that, that stuck out for you? I'm sure you guys have talked about this plenty. I've heard you guys talk about it because I watch the show pretty frequently. What Vito has done and what he looks like right now is like, I, I just don't recall guys that get that much better when they're already really good. Like, I mean... Mm-hmm. We, we, we joke about this in the past. Nobody should be shocked. You know, we joke about the word shock on this show. That was borderline <laughs> shocking to me how he's that good. I mean, his combination of speed, technique, footwork, and just flat-out feel. I mean, he looks like a video game. Vito Arugia looks like Lawrence Taylor in Tecmo Super Bowl. You can't stop him. I mean, that's what he reminds me of. So that stood out to me. 
And David Taylor, pound for pound best in the world. Again, what he's been able to do, his career, spectacular. All in all for the United States, they win it again. I mean, it's it's the golden era of USA wrestling. But, I mean, first and foremost, how Vito looks, I mean, man. I mean, guys, think about it. A year ago at this time, is it safe to say that the thought of Vito winning a world title was probably not on, it was probably on very few people's radar. Most people went to have him to pick the NCAAs. Accurate? I mean, as good as he is. Totally it's, accurate. It's incredible what he's been able to do. Th- this time last year, we're coming off of a, let, let's think, and maybe the timing's not exactly right, but he gets blitzed twice at Final X by Gilman. He goes, he's on the U23 world team. He goes 0-1 at U23s, right? The difference for Vito is... Well, let me, let me like, before yes, we get yes, into that, that is he correct. went 0-1 yes. at U23s. He's entering a weight class with Roman Bravo Young, the reigning two-time champion, and Dayton Fix. We're probably saying, I'm certainly saying, yeah, he's probably around third here at this NCAA weight class. Yep. Runs through that, runs through the Open, runs through the Worlds. You're exactly right, Shane. A year ago today, we are not saying this kind of stuff. And the number one thing we're, we're probably going to point to is, is the weight class. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, he mm-hmm. just obliterated guys. Yeah. Obliterated guys. And, of course, uh, mm-hmm. Stevan Mitic, the run he had, too, was was pretty amazing. I mean, talk about showing up and getting it done. He did. That one's even more crazy to me yeah. because he did it down at 57 where we had seen him now. He had won a world medal previously, but to harp on world some more, it was truly incredible, his, all the guys he beat. His path was nuts. It was it was. It was truly tough. Those were two of the biggest standout performances, Devon and, and Vito. Uh, ben, did, anything come to mind for you? Me? Nah. We were talking about Worlds so many times. But I was I was the one talking about Vito. I was thinking about, like, that's probably why we shouldn't cut that much weight. Yeah. Right? Goes up, feels better. Can just focus on wrestling, not weight cutting, and, and just changes quickly. How, how much have you seen, Ben, you've been coaching high school for a while now. Um, you know, the club, what, 10 years or so. How much have you seen the culture around weight cutting shift? Not for you, because it's been pretty similar, but like yeah. eh, for the country, it's obviously still there, still present. I don't know. I, th- I, think, I think there's still a lot of kids cutting a lot of weight, and I think there's still a lot of old school coaches. Okay. That would be my, that would be my, my, my guess and my take uh, on, uh, on the overall, does it? it down I would hope a little bit I mean at the college level I think 100% for sure I think college level has figured it out it's really hard to cut a lot of weight and be effective and probably only in situations where they're forced to be in certain places because of the lineup is that happening do you think the weight cutting mentality in high school gets reinforced because the, the kids that are willing to cut a lot of weight are not they can still take the mat and they beat so many yeah, yeah. guys anyways that they're like well it didn't really affect me that negatively they're whereas the margins in NCAA wrestling are so much more narrow a bad cut is going to be the difference between you you know maybe majoring someone and getting smoked by someone you should be yeah that's 100% I mean, I mean Vito is like he's the biggest case in point because if you just look at his patch of glory series from uh, 2022 yeah right? it's like dude he, he tech followed him when, when he was feeling good he tech followed him yep Right, because he didn't. He was at the end of the day. Didn't have to win the next day, and he just mauled him. And then you put him in a different situation, and he loses both matches. Yes. Yeah. Very, very different. Yeah, high situation. school weight cutting to me, guys, probably the biggest rant I'd ever go on. I mean, it's it's the it's the biggest regret I ever had. I only did it for a couple. I, I really did it for one season in high school. 
But the reality is, and I hate to say this, I mean, I, it, this bothers me 30 years later. Why did I do it? Because I was looking for an easier path. And it pisses me off that I, that I thought like that. It still ticks me off. Because it's, it's not the right mentality. I went in every day worried about cutting weight. I, I was miserable. I was a senior in high school. I was miserable. I was hating life. I was counting down the days for the season to be over. I mean, yeah. I would never do that again. Don't yeah. do it. Become a better wrestler. You want to have, enjoy the sport. It, it's high school wrestling. I mean, don't cut weight. Don't do it. It's not worth it. It's stupid. My, yeah, Mike Mal had a really good, I mean, it's like, it was a light bulb moment for me, even though I've heard like a similar thing for so many years. There was a kid, an outlaw kid that was cutting a bunch of weight in high school. And I was like, man, why is he doing that? He's like, he's just lazy. And I was like, man, you don't think about being lazy, cutting weight. It was like, you could just as well, you, you cut weight so you have some sort of like fake or real strength advantage, right? Perception is like, why don't you just build your strength? Just b- get stronger. Instead of getting stronger, you're just going to starve yourself because that's actually maybe easier. And I was like, oh, yeah, it is. Cutting weight is actually kind of lazy. That is a really interesting perspective. I've never, I've never thought that. But yeah. I, I think you can make that debate. I mean, that's a really good point, I think. That's you a say- good one, man. We say all this, but then at the same time, if done properly, not at the high school level maybe, but like it can give you an advantage. Like Stefan, like well, undeniably has an advantage at fifty-seven yeah. when he cuts his weight right, versus like he's, he's a not- pro athlete. Yep. Yes, yeah, he's, he's a pro, and the, the, the obvious difference from EJD is a high school kid's going to weigh in somewhere between twenty and thirty times a year, mm-hmm. uh, and Stefan has said twenty times in a four-month window. And these senior level guys, number one, they are adults, and then number two, they're going to weigh in three to five times a year tops. Yes, big difference. That is a big difference for sure. And just one last factor is like high school kids are still growing. Even the seniors are they're still you're still growing. So you're literally fighting everything your body is trying to do in the name of. And also, there's 14 freaking weight classes. It should not have to happen as much. And they're dumb. Some of them are, some states are different. Yeah, I just actually had to move. We have a dual tournament this weekend, and I had to move, like, four kids up because they they did the thing where they're, like, they thought they were a certain size, and they're all just growing. And so it's yeah. like, okay, move you up. Not a big yeah. deal. The, the other big thing, guys, it does, I mean, at least, again, speaking for myself, but I think it's probably a lot of people would agree on this. I think the biggest thing is winning masks deficiencies. So at least at the mm-hmm. high school level – you're cutting weight. And and for me, I mean, I was cutting down to 103. I was a senior. I'm stronger than these guys. What? You were that I small, just, Shane? Yeah, because when I was the other side senior? of the guys. Yeah, because I was 81 as a freshman. So at those times, Whoa. I was 81 as a freshman. I was wrestling varsity 103. I'd have to drink seven, eight pounds of water to make the minimum. They had a minimum weight. So I drink seven, eight pounds of water as a freshman. As a sophomore, I weighed about 90 I weighed 100 as a junior. That was great. And uh, I should have wrestled, you know, 112 at that time as a senior. But I'm beating all these kids. I'm feeling good about myself. And it just was a, it was just a false sense of reality. Like, mm-hmm. it's like you're not well, getting you're better at wrestling. You're, you're, uh, that's, I would never do it again. It's my only regret. It's the only regret I have in wrestling is that, that, and then a bad warm up. I never, I just didn't have real coaching, to be honest with you. Uh, and I just didn't understand 
the importance of a warm up and how to do it. I mean, I'm I'm warming up like two hours in advance. Like it was like I was exhausted by the time it was time to go. Oh, so, uh, but yeah, weight cutting, man, that is a uh, never do it again. I would, I would. That, that's why. I mean, I don't know if there there will ever be any legs behind this, but that Matt side weigh in, I'd love to see it. I'd love yeah. to see Matt side weigh ins. I think that would be might take some getting used to, but I think it'd be really good. Yeah, um, I, you know, I'm all for it. I think it'd be awesome. Tournament directors would push back, but yeah, of course they would. Oh, yeah. Slows down. The, yeah, we can't get out of here as fast. It's all about their convenience. Well, no, it's just uh, yeah. No, for sure it is. That's all it is. It's all yeah, about their sure. how we run the tournament. It'll slow things Gotta down too much. We'll be yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What if someone makes his weight at the thing? Uh, you know, easy problems to solve that tournament directors and the people that aren't actually impacted by the decision would say to slow it down yeah. for sure it's all about their convenience okay here's while we're on the veto topic and weight cutting etc from az wrestling fan i haven't heard a good reason why veto shouldn't go 65 because of yanni does that mean he can never go 65 at some point he'll have to why not now he has the frame for it no he doesn't uh do we want him to be like dt who should have gone up a few years earlier I mean, it, it brings up a relevant point, I would say. Could, can he grow into that? Yes. Is he going to grow into it by next year? And the answer to that is, I think, no. Um, and then, yeah, him and Yanni are besties, so the notion of them competing in the same weight class, I don't know if that's going to apply. Um, but, yeah, I think he, he could eventually grow into that, and I think he is always – there will probably never be a time when 125 is easy for him. No, I agree. I I know maybe it sounds like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth, but I don't think he's any bigger than Stevon probably is in other 57s. Um, he's bigger than some of the 57s, obviously. Stavon, you know what was wild in the World Finals? Stevon looked bigger than... Significantly. Uh, Odu- oh, my gosh. Higuchi. Higuchi. Uh, Higuchi, who had wrestled at 61 the prior year. That mm-hmm. was crazy. Higuchi's yeah, been very Stavon open about his gigantic. struggles. He missed weight once. He literally missed it and didn't get to go to the Olympics because of it. He's very big. And, yes, Devon was bigger. I I think the question here is how much of it is weight cut? And I think a a good percentage of Vito's success is that he's not cutting weight. But, I mean, he gives so much credit to it, like just a newfound mentality that, you know, we'll maybe find out around trials how much that has impacted him. Because that can make a big difference as well. So we'll see. I, do, I think it's totally unreasonable for him to go. I do not. I think he would be massively undersized at 65. Next year. Next year. And probably for good. I mean, he's he's got to be close to fully grown. But don't you think he could, put, he could put some muscle on? I mean, look what David did. Look how skinny he was. Yeah. His transformation is crazy. Yeah, that's a good point. And if you watch his... He, um, and he made a much bigger jump from 74 to 86. Yeah, because he was a full-grown adult, too. He was 165 as a senior in college. Yeah. He is 24. Vito is 24. And David will cut from low 200s the night before. He'll drop, like... If you watch his YouTube video he recently put out about his leading up to the World Championships, he was, like, 205, 210. Wow. The, the night before. Really? That big? The yes. night before? Yes. What? I don't know. But is he, is he doing the thing where he drinks like, a gallon of water and gets a little... Like, what's his what's his normal everyday weight? Uh, that, I don't know he didn't say, but he was above 200 pounds the night before. Wow. He's like... And then, yeah, he, he did, you know, 
the the whole tub thing, sweat it out. He's like, I'll wake up, uh, whatever, like four over, five over, get a workout in in the morning, get it off right before weigh-ins, like so nothing. How does the tub Wait. thing work? I've heard about this it tub. It just makes you hot and you sweat. You just get in a hot tub and you sweat. Well, yeah, you put hot water tub. It's, he was it, actually it, in a cold tub. lazy way. And there's certain guys who want to do it for like their whole weight cut, and I think it, it, you do not feel good afterwards. Not good. Like they'll sit there for a really long time. I've done it like at the very end for the last pound or something. Yeah. Okay. Have, haven't you ever been in like a really hot bathtub and you like you feel perspiration on your forehead? Of, like, of course. Yeah. Sweating. Yeah. Same yeah. Body sweating. Same thing. Whoa. Why is that better than um, uh, like a sauna? Uh, I don't. I think well, obviously water is hotter because it's it's like it's all around you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why people prefer it to a sauna though. I think it's I think it's very similar. Uh, I don't know what other people's opinions would be on that topic. Okay, JD just dropped a whoa. Yeah, breaking news uh, from the IOC. IOC executive board suspends Russian Olympic Committee with immediate effect. What now? What is the pers- what? Why, why is that happening now? Don't is that read. is that Let's war related? Interesting. Oh my goodness, crazy dude! Do you guys want to know? How, not to get totally off topic. The UFC. <laughs> I filmed a show with Daniel Cormier on Tuesday, mm-hmm. and since since Tuesday, this is they freaking main event changed, co-main event changed, and they kicked out Usada all the last like yeah. we're talking 36 hours what it's what so you, crazy i want to hear shane and ben's thoughts on the usada thing well i'm i'm curious because um well one of the things that makes me think that they're actually going to do legitimate testing is this is if they were not going to do legitimate testing after january 1st of 2024 mcgregor would have just waited to get in the pool till january 1st of 2024 mm-hmm. right and then he would have moved you know he would have been able to do whatever he wants because they're not doing legitimate testing McGregor's actually in the pool. So from now, October 12th until December 31st, he can and probably will be tested by USADA. So if he is not clean, he'll likely be caught. Um, so it's like, why, right? If he wasn't clean, why would he have gotten in the pool now? Why wouldn't he have waited till January 1st? So um, maybe the UFC is wanting to do more things on their own. They've been kind of moving in that direction where they're doing more and more things on their own and not relying on outside entities, I'm guessing. That'll be the case. So, how strict will they be, and how lenient will they be to their superstars? That does make me a little nervous, of course, and I'm not sure. Yeah, anytime you put it in the hands of the business, it, it yeah. leaves some room for shenanigans, yeah. for sure. It's like, really, you're gonna are you gonna pull a John Jones, a Conor McGregor, a Khabib, or whatever before a main event if they test yeah, positive? Yeah. It's a, such a conflict of interest. So they have to. It seems like there has to be an outside entity involved that yeah. is free from UFC, you know, temptation. Shane, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know a whole lot about this stuff, but I mean, just simply, I, I just would agree with what you guys said. I mean, it's, you know, when, when you keep it in-house, how transparent is it going to be? How above board is it going to be? And I, I don't think anybody would, would argue there's probably just a little bit more meat on the bone for uh, corruption. So... I will say this: that UFC card is going to be off the chain. That'll who, be good. Who is it now? It's all different now. It's soap, all different. Soap, soap, I soap, yeah. soap, soap, I think it got better, Would you agree, Ben? It got better. Uh, ooh, I don't know about it. Got better. I was I was very excited about the fight uh, that was already happening. Um, so it was, uh, it was going to be um, Oliveira 
versus Islam in the main event, and then the Kona main event was going to be Costa versus uh, Chimayo. So uh, first, it was actually hilarious. We did the show, me and the other the show, and and Costa had surgery on his elbow right here, and he had posted an updated picture, and it was like, that dude's got staff, like it looks freaking nasty. Um, and then sure enough, like later that day, he's like, yeah, I got staff on my elbow, and they need to have surgery again. And it's always something so, with him, right, Ben? Crazy. I mean, it's always something weird with him. It, it, it yes, it's always something weird with him. And then um, Oliveira suffered a cut, which I don't know why he's sparring this close to his fight, but he suffered a cut, a big nasty gash up here, and pulled out. So they this one's actually pretty cool. Although, so Volkanovski was the champ at forty five, bumped up to fight Islam at fifty five, for like the number one pound for pound uh, fighter, and it was a very very competitive fight. So he has stepped in to fight Islam at 155. Cool. So it should be interesting. Yeah. And Marty. And Marty, yeah. Oh, yeah, and I didn't say who the replacement there. Marty is the replacement at uh, 185. Hey, you called him Marty. He's going to be mad at you, bro. Nah, that's cool. That's what <laughs> How the do you most... see that one going, Ben, with Usman? I don't know. I was just thinking, we haven't seen Usman in a minute. It's been, I'm going to look up. It's, it's been a while since he's fought. Is that the main event? Usman versus Chimaev? No, that's the co-main. No. Co-main. Dang. That's crazy. Yeah, so uh, Usman has lost. He's lost two in a row, both to Leon Edwards. And his last yep. one, it was, the it was the NCAA finals night. So that's, uh, what, seven months ago? March of 2023? Mm. Okay. Yeah. Who wins yeah. it? Should be good fights, though. Uh, i got to say Chimaev, I would think. But, uh, you would I, think. I definitely, Coward. Yeah, I could definitely see either guy winning. I will say, wrestling. That's a Nebraska guy. You got to you got to pick him. I know. I'm picking him, but fighting in Abu Dhabi, you might want to get it done uh, before it goes to decision. (laughs) Shenanigans. Uh, We see plenty of bad bad calls in uh, in America as well. Oh my God, so much bad judging. Yeah. Just Islam and Chamayev, they're gonna have the undeniable advantage if it goes to decision. We'll see. Oh, I would think so. Yes. Okay. All right. It's already eight fifty-four. I know. We better get to these damn tears. Uh, maybe we don't the do tears. Them. Maybe we don't. What? Do Christian piles were doing tears. I'm sorry. I'm a little sluggish. Last night I saw uh, there was a there was an Eagles and Journey and Tears for Fears concert in in Austin. So I'm uh, I'm still stop. Still you stop bit. right now. <laughs> no, yeah. Stop. Look at You're it. You're trying to get Shane Sparks riled up. Oh man, tears for no, fears. No, no, Shane, yes, guys, stop, stop. I will tell you this. Shane. I gotta tell you this real quick, guys. I checked off probably my top band of all my bucket list bands. I, che- I can't believe I didn't tell you guys this. I finally checked off number one. Britney Spears. Foreigner. I went, I went and saw Pearl Jam. Oh yes. And it was uh, magical. Eddie Vedder was my. I mean, it was one saw him in Chicago. That must have been about mid September. So yeah, I mean, I've seen Lionel Richie, I've seen Journey, I've seen Toto, I've seen, I mean, I don't know who I'd have, I don't know who the number one band, but I would say number one right now would probably be Steve Winwood, probably Steve Winwood, but he's, I mean, these guys are getting up there, but uh, yeah, I went and saw Pearl Jam and it was awesome, but um, yeah, if you if you can see Air Supply, my brother, or not, my brother's seen Air Supply, but uh, Tears for Fears, he's seen them a couple times and they are fantastic. Really Fantastic. good. Well, good. Glad, I would like to see Pearl Jam. That is actually. Ghost, I mean, Eddie Vedder uh, is Who's so playing good. at the um, 
What's the thing in Vegas everyone's all juiced up about? Uh, what the hell? Oh, you, yeah, what's YouTube. that thing called? The Sphere. The Sphere. The Sphere. U2's been there, I think. Yeah. yeah they were, they were the I first saw something on social media with uh, Bono singing a couple nights ago. U2's great. I saw U2 in about 2000. Actually, 1999, I think. I said, oh, it was 2000. So I'm down at the old Bradley Center, Ben, in Milwaukee. Uh-oh. Tore that thing down. Yeah, uh -huh. no longer. RIP to the Bradley Center. Austin Gomez is back. Uh, maybe, <laughs> probably, potentially needs another year. Probably Michigan. We all saw that coming, right? I mean, yeah. that was, yeah. I mean, that's. That was you know what we didn't talk yeah. about when we talked about this uh, earlier or last week? The Pan Am Games or Pan Am Olympic qualifier, which he will need to go to to qualify for the Olympics, is a week before Big Tens. Perfect. Well, I yeah. thought it was the same exact weekend. Actually, I didn't think about that, but I actually thought it was the same weekend. So that's going to throw a little wrench into things. Yeah. I thought and it might have been the weekend be... between the two, but it's before? I think I think it's before. Let me double-check that. But, yeah, either way, it, that's, it's not conveniently timed. And he – it will not, 65 will not be an easy bracket mm -hmm. there because, obviously, we still have to go. Cuba still has to qualify there, so – Luckily, Seabass won't have to be there. Yeah. That'll help us. Out. Okay. Fine. We can do some tears. Whatever. 165, baby. Let's go. 165. David Carr, tier one on his own. <laughs> <laughs> no. I see how you're going to start. I see what's going on here. Okay. I'll get it popping. I think Keegan and Carr are clear tier one on their own. No one else yeah. with them. No one else is allowed right. in their clubhouse. And then I think I have a little hard time with this one. I feel like it's Cam, Hamity, Caliendo, but I feel like I want to slide Ramirez in there with him and, and keep Olesnik in Tier 3. Thoughts, reflections? Uh, why do you want to keep Olesnik in Tier 3? Because I don't think he's as good as those other guys. I think but, like, what, which wins and losses? And so I know, I know, what, I know what you're going to say, or I know why this is tough, is because Hamidi, um he smashes some people, and some of those people lose to Amin, but then he can't beat Amin, you know? So it's a really, like, he's very stylistically uh, where he can crush some people but can't beat others. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's probably, like, what is... Because I, I see it as, like, those five are all pretty, like... I don't want to say similar, uh, but they're close enough to me to put them all together. Um, let's see. So he beat... Olesnik beat... Cook, Heller, Karchla at the NCAs, three in a row there. Mm -hmm. um, lost to nine, uh, lost to Monday, Hamidi, Caliendo. Yeah, and those matches weren't particularly competitive. He had a loss to Frank Almagur. Almagur. Oh. Almagur, thank you. Almagur. Um, and he lost to Bronigal. I, I, I just haven't seen enough that says he's for sure with those guys. That's my opinion. Okay. I think sure. Let's we'll slide him down. Um, but you don't have to agree because Ramirez. But s similarly, you know, Ham. Uh, excuse me. Amin lost to Bryce Hepner last year. Yep. Um, I think Ramirez had some weird ones too. He got pinned by Peyton Hall. Where Peyton Hall? Peyton Hall's way down there because he had a terrible end of the year. So, so no, I look bad. at. Uh, yeah, I look at so why I looked at when looked at WrestleStat and I got no arguments why uh, Legend should be up in the other tier with you. So I think I think we move him down to tier three. But yeah, then you have a guy like Peyton Hall who 
He's been really good before, uh-huh. um, but he had a very poor finish to last season, which uh, probably moves him into Tier 3. Bryce Hepner ticks in at number 18. I mentioned him. He's a guy I could see moving up substantially. He had wins over – he beat Carson Harshland, Russelhoff. He beat Cam Amin during the season. He'll be their guy this year with Harshland moving up. So I expect him to step up. I, I expect Peyton Hall to get it back together. I don't know what was happening at the end of the year Seems with like him. probably unhealthy. Honestly, no, I mean – Obviously, I talked to Brad. Well, he med forfeited out of the. Uh, remember, didn't he have like a staff? He med forfeited out of uh, Big Ten, right? Because he had a relatively competitive match with uh, David Carr, um, and then I think he forfeited out. Yeah, he did forfeit out of Big Twelve. <laughs> Bracky was. I, I, th- I thought he was like, no, he's he's all right now. Maybe a little Bracky smokescreen. Is that possible? Is my friend betraying <laughs> me? Is that where we're at right now? Um. I yeah, West know. Virginia's family, right? I mean, blood's thicker than water. I mean, he's 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 in the coach speak now. I mean, everything's great. Yeah, he uh, every time I talk to him, he's like, "Oh, we're on to Oklahoma. We're on to this. We're on to that." It's like, <laughs> "All right, Bracky, I get it. I asked how your son was, not when your next duel is." <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So, hey, I, speaking I, of that, real quick, we got to throw this in there. How about Bill Belichick this week? You talk about press conferences and coach speak. You guys watch any of that? I did not. He, I, I'm sure oh he was it's, perturbed. It's so good. It's so good. Get it when you get when you get a chance. Watch Belichick. The press conferences from this week after Matt Jones was brutal again. All right, I'll check it out. Man, this weight, other than the top two, it's not doing for me. It's not the deepest weight um, this year. Not anymore. Yeah, you know another one who's just, I'm just looking at his record. That's like he always is like I think he has these streaks. Uh, is brought Danny Braunagle. Like, he actually was like, had a pretty good start to the year. I think it's like he's like 12 and 2, 14 and 2 or something. And then, you know, I know he has tough competition, but then by the end of the year, he lost like, I don't know, we'll say 7 out of 10 or something to that effect. You know, and some of the guys are good, but he lost to Max Mayfield, Kiel Carlson, uh, Max Mayfield again, Sparks, you know, so just like guys who are good, but not great. Right. I think there's a yeah. lot of that in this weight class, candidly. Guys yes. can pick dudes off, but e- even with number three, Cam had that. Hammity. Yeah, because he lost to Facundo. And Bryce Hepner. But was he just coming back from that match? I don't remember. Hepner. Didn't he miss a bunch of time? Um, he missed some time because he got hurt against um, he got hurt against Facundo, right? Big Ten apologist Shane Sparks. Let's look into it. No, I'm just I'm a big Amin guy. I mean, I oh, yeah. I really I, I really like Cam Amin. I, I want to say he got hurt. Uh, let's see. So he forfeited out. He definitely got hurt in one of these duels because then he wrestled a little bit at the Big Ten, but then forfeited out, um, and then was back for NCAA. So I think it was like a minor knee injury. I feel like it was Facundo, but I'm not certain on that. So or maybe he, it was was it it was Karchula. Remember he had that he pinned him in overtime. Yeah, he got hurt there, but he wrestled five days prior, um, and he had beaten Hamity five days before he lost to Facundo. So I don't think he was injured there. Yeah, no, no, that one, no, definitely not. And he missed he just, a couple he, weeks. So, yeah, Hamity's really specific. If if the guy can move really well, and Amin moves really well, Hamity struggles to get into all all of Hamity's offense is off of motion and movement, and so if the other person, so Quincy Monday. Keegan, 
Cam, I mean, these guys move well, and he struggles against them. But guys uh-huh. like, say, a Patrick Kennedy who doesn't move well, or a Braun Eagle, he always tortures them. Tortures. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He's really good. But, yeah, every, everyone kind of has a hole here. Coming into this year, it's, it's so interesting with Keegan and Carr. We, we probably just moved on so quickly because they're both so great. But you take last year... And there's a couple of different angles because really we're, the talk of 65 is just who wins this weight, right? How does it play out at the end? And last year it was all Carr. Carr wins the duel. He wins at Big 12s, albeit more narrowly. And then at NCAAs, Keegan does it. So on the one hand, Carr sort of demonstrated on the whole he was maybe a little bit better than Keegan. But the final test when it mattered most, Keegan won. So coming into this year, do you just say, okay, Keegan has – figured David out as best as David can be figured out or will it kind of return back to what we we saw for the better part of the season well I, I think Keegan made the adjustments necessary um, and there was a few things and then you know will Carr be able to make some counter adjustments um, in the offseason and add something to his repertoire and to that I say we'll see we will see one thing that's interesting it's like Keegan had this set of things, the problems he knew he had to solve. But when you're winning those matches, like David was, yeah. what uh-huh. adjustments are you making after the win? Because you don't know the mm-hmm. adjustments you have to make because you've been you've been able to get your hand raised each time. Sure. Yeah. Is that I mean, a disadvantage? You, you sh- well, I, I mean, like the. I guess I, I would think he would be able to see the direction it was headed because in. Um, the Big 12's match was a lot closer than the dual meet, right? It was mm-hmm. significantly more competitive. Um, so I would think, like, he would be able to see the direction it was headed. But, yeah, I mean, there were a few things I think Keegan surprised him with in NCAA finals. And, it'll, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he can make the adjustments. February 25th, March 10th, March 23rd. That's the dual. Oh, Big 12's day two, NCA's day three. So... Three times hey, in a month. You, know what you guys haven't brought up. I can't believe you haven't brought it up. Is who is Penn State's representative this week going to be? Well, I would ask you. I, but I, don't, know like, I don't know. I don't know who could I, it even be. <laughs> I don't even know who's on the roster. Mitchell has it. Yeah, I don't know. Is well, Mitchell even there? Time, yeah. Can you confirm yeah, it, Mitchell? Ben, are you aware that Mitchell uh, transferred to Penn State? Did, did you know yeah. that? Are you? Are you allowed to say Wait, that Mitchell this, lives in Pennsylvania? Mitchell character, who's this Mitchell character? You guys? Now we're talking. <laughs> Mitchell, Mitchell. I feel like I know a Mitchell. I don't know. Bobby Mitchell. Bobby Sam, Mitchell. Sam Mitchell wrestled for Buffalo. That's right. Is it Sam Mitchell? Did he transfer He's to Penn State? He's kid. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, no, I think, I mean, and this is, I said, maybe I'm biased, but I would love to see that. But I think. Uh, Mitchell could go 57 and Haynes could go 65 because I do think Haynes is a little bit bigger than he is. Um, that'd be ideal for me then because I don't have to have those guys in the same weight class and worry about that, so it'd be great. Uh, and then also, Mitchell could take an Olympic red shirt. Keegan actually still ha- Keegan has a, both a regular red shirt and an Olympic red shirt also. Yeah. So does Haynes. I don't think he's going to take it though. So does Haynes. Does Haynes have Olympic though? No, Haynes is a regular red shirt. Yeah, just a regular. Is, yeah, we're just regular. He's not a he's not a cadet or for now though, right? I mean, he can earn himself an Olympic red shirt. No, uh, right? 
I don't know if he could. I don't think so. I think he has to be done. He's not on the U23 team. Yeah, time's run out. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. never mind. Yeah, so he won't be able to do that. Uh, Facundo also has an Olympic red shirt. Yes. So they have, they've got all so the flexibility in the world for those, for those three. Whatever they want to do, they can do. Um, but yeah, I'm until we see otherwise, and you know, I we have a lot of indication that Levi's going 57 this year. Right? We were there. Um, I believe he's going to be wrestling in the All Star. At 157, I believe that's the plan. Oh, you got inside information you're not telling us about? No. Who's he wrestling at the All-Star? Haynes could because yes. he took second last year at NCAAs. Oh. So if you're a top could Olympic redshirt. Could Olympic redshirt? He could Olympic redshirt. Dang. So yeah, they so got top, it was top three cool. I know, I, at NCAAs last I, year. So many shirts. God, that oh. is just, they got a, I'm not a big fan of all these Olympic redshirts, but that's just me. Wait, so who is Haynes wrestling at, uh... Who's Haynes wrestling at the All-Star? So, well, he has the red shirts available. This is just between some friends here. <laughs> no, it's not. Nothing's No one's listening. Between. No one yeah. is listening. Christian, when will that get I won't, Christian. Okay, on my word. I have, I'll give you my word right now. If you tell me this, I won't tell anybody. All right. <laughs> All right. I appreciate that. <laughs> He's gonna, he is actually going to be wrestling against Joe. Who? Joe. Oh, you say Joe Mama. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I almost got you the second time. Christian, no. when will that get announced? I don't know. I don't know. Because that's coming up. What do, we, what do you got? Love, what, five weeks away maybe? Yeah, it's the week of Thanksgiving. Yeah. So soon. So great to see that event. Uh, Nothing's official know, with anyone. Nothing's official with anyone. I, I just know he was approached about that weight class. I don't know if it, he's officially doing it. I don't know if anyone's officially doing it. We haven't announced well, I know it. another match that was proposed that's not going to happen. That makes us all really sad. Yeah, you don't want to get I me started on that one, Ben. Because <laughs> that's which, just which re- one? that. No, we're not. I'm. I'm re- literally not. I'm literally. We're not. Yeah. Because I'll rant. Christian. Yeah. Ben, did rant. you wrestle in that event? You know what? My senior year, Christian's going to love this. My senior year, I, my sophomore year, I wrestled. I lost a penalty in that son of a gun. My senior year, I told the NWCAA the only way I'd wrestle is if they let me wrestle Johnny Hendricks and that I would make the weight class underneath me. That's right. Didn't make it happen. Didn't make it happen. 174 champ versus 165 champ. Wouldn't that have been fun, Christian? Wow, that would have been fun. Imagine. (laughs) Imagine the 165 champ wrestling the 174 champ and how cool that would be and what an amazing thing that would be for the fans. And there's really nothing to lose because if you lose that match, it doesn't matter because you're not going the same weight class. Man, that's a brilliant idea. But you know what? The adults... uh, I was so pumped. The adults always have other ideas. I wanted to get him because... uh, he beat me in high school, so I wanted to get him back, and then I never, and he never showed up for freestyle either, so I never got to get him back. And you never got to fight him either, and that would have been crazy <laughs> too. That would, uh, that would have been awesome, also. Damn it! <laughs> He's the guy that kind of fell off the face of earth because some of my guys, my athletes were, uh, we were talking about a wrestling position, and I don't know if you remember, but Johnny Hendricks, he would do the thing where he would kind of go underneath you and then capture the elbow, and he was like almost impossible to score him from there. Um. And I was just talking about, like, hey, if someone's super comfortable, we're going to avoid that, although it may feel like a good position. We don't want it because they, they want it. And they were all like, who is that? And I'm like, you know, like, because he wasn't just an, a wrestling champion. He was also the UFC champion. Yeah. yeah. And these kids were the um, big rig. It wasn't little kids. It was probably, like, um, 15 or 16-year-olds. They had no idea. 
at all. He kind of he kind of fell off the face of the earth so hard. Yeah, he did. He, he's a well, cop in he Dallas, I days? believe. I believe he's a cop no, in I Dallas. Thought, I thought Texas. Oh, yeah, man. that's what I thought. Don't give that guy any love. I would not want to get punched <laughs> by him. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> you know what? Now that I think about it, I guess I don't either. He was a lefty, right? Left hand? Hendricks? I don't know. I believe I believe that's the case. Yes. I think you're right. Okay. Southpaw. I've never been punched by him, yeah. so I, there's no way to know for sure. Okay. So we sort of did 165, the weight of Johnny Hendricks, interestingly. Uh, any? Are you going to add anything to the Keegan-David conversation, or are you just going to coach speak anytime we bring up Keegan this year? Me? Yeah, you. Keegan made the he made the adjustments he needed to make. He got the job done. Um, yeah, and if more problems come up, I, I have faith in his ability to solve it. Keegan about to What's go on a world medal too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Keegan's going to wrestle in like what is he like this week? I believe, right? Is it how soon? Is eh, it's like ten days. Ten days. This dude's going. Sure? I feel like I talked to him like four days ago, and he said ten days, like four, four days ago. Well, yeah, that's my that might be when he's leaving. But I don't think Let me see. it starts until Sunday or Monday, like next, you not this upcoming one, but the next. Oh, the veterans! I man, Shane, we should get you in vet. Oh yeah, twenty three through twenty nine is uh, is when that is. So Shane, if I get days. if I get UWW to add a one hundred three veterans weight class, will you make it? And <laughs> man, I'd, have, I'd, have, I'd have to cut some weight. <laughs> we can help. We'll put you in one of those oh, bathtubs. Man. And uh, we'll, we'll get you down there. Might not be pretty. I, I feel like we could have a good veterans round robin, you know, like, because guess what? You know, we could get uh, Wrestling Nomad. We could get Shane Sparks. <laughs> we could get. Nomad is small. You gotta throw in Bader there. in there. Bader? Now, this is a serious yeah. round robin right here. Because Bader, Bader did the veterans, right? Didn't a couple yeah. years back he, yeah, he won the veterans? He won the nationals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hmm. Oh, baby. That's the best. All right. I feel like this was the easiest and least contentious uh, uh, tiers ever because we had one and two together. We had, I we kicked a legend out, so it's Amin Hamidi, uh, Hamidi, uh, Caliendo, Ramirez, and then tier three below that. Yeah. Right. People in the chat asking if uh, Facundo's the guy. Can he figure it out and get on the podium this year? I mean, he could, uh, for for sure, could get on the podium um, I think it's going to always be hard for him you know but you look at this weight class There's a, he, he beat the number three ranked guy he's in close matches with a lot of these guys I mean if if an Alejnik or Ramirez you know Caleb Fish those are the guys he's he's battling to place for sure he can place no doubt he I mean he didn't he had a really solid year he had a bad NCAAs for sure. Um, going to and out there, losing to Heller and Ramirez is was pretty. I was pretty surprising at the time, and lo- honestly, the end of his year was sort of rough because he also had the Bubba Wilson loss. But most of his season, he was he was solid. He had some good wins. He was competitive with, with guys. He beat Amin, close one to Kennedy, beat Harchla. That's a really solid resume resume going into Big Tens, and it just. Not a good Big Tens, not a good NCAAs. And obviously Ben's illustrated some of his areas of improvement. He's got to be able to score more points from his feet and generate offense more reliably. Mm-hmm. But even with that, even with those you know, potential weaknesses, he's still right there with 
all-American caliber guys, beating some of them. Yeah. Hey, I got a Johnny Hendricks update. Someone in the chat uh, shared with us, Paul Young's. Uh, Johnny Hendricks now appears to be Kevin Holland's wrestling coach in Dallas. And uh, John Hendricks actually said in the first sentence of this article, he said, I told everyone as soon as I was retired, I was going to fall off the face of the earth, which he did to our point. Um, so apparently he's working with Kevin Holland. I don't know that. That was the first I'd heard of that, uh, but I guess it's true. That's hysterical that you literally said he fell off the face of the earth, and Johnny Hendricks is like, yeah, that was my plan, verbatim. <laughs> <laughs> For real, right? Is he an, okay, falling off the face of the earth gives me big undercover cop vibes. Could he be the first UFC like champion that was an, also an undercover cop? I, well, he is a cop. I don't know what kind of cop he is, but he's a I'm, cop. I'm hoping undercover. <laughs> I got a hunch he's not undercover. I think he is. He'd probably be too well known to be undercover. He wears that hat though. He's always got a hat on. He's a shapeshifter. Oh the God. beard, the hat. He's still rocking the shapeshifter. beard. Shapeshifter. Yeah, shapeshifter. Big old you know, beard. Yeah. But the big beard would give him away because uh, that's how everyone recognizes Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Asker and Wrestling Academy kids don't know who he is. You think these local um, local cr- criminals true. are going to know who he is? He's MMA also. USADA gone from yeah. UFC. Maybe he makes his return. Oh. <laughs> Ouch, JD. Wow. For the Man. IVs. For the IVs. <laughs> he, had a, he had a hard time uh, with the weight. In the, with the weight class I know I think that was a big thing For him was uh, IVs being banned Yeah Not being able to cut From 230 down to 170 In a week <laughs> Yeah Messed up Alright let's do some questions Oh man that was What do you say um, Let's do this one What was Ben's experience Like playing disc golf With Burt Kreischer Oh man I, You know what uh, I knew he was popular But I I like I'm kind of like holy moly so many people ask me that so a lot of people really really like this guy um, we actually didn't play disc we threw one hole together um, but we we were at like the disc craft booth and we were signing autographs and then we uh, we threw the first hole together and then we did like um, uh, like we, we rode around the tournament and watched some hole you know watched some of the, the pro disc golfers play their rounds in like a gator type vehicle and then we went to dinner together. So uh, he was funny, uh, really likes disc golf, and um, yeah, it was cool. Gotcha. Excuse my ignorance, guys. Who, who is this guy? He is a uh, stand-up comedian. Oh, cool. Bert Kreischer. Mm-hmm. He's like a, in the, yeah. the sort of the Rogan sphere of comedians. Yeah. Okay. Great stories there, Ben. Um, next Sorry. question. Sorry, there's nothing better than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How was playing Bert, disc golf with Burt Kreischer? Uh, he, we played disc golf and then we had dinner. All right. Was he wearing a shirt? <laughs> no, we didn't. I said we didn't play disc golf. We didn't play disc golf. We, we only threw one hole. hole. We only threw one hole together and then we went and watched other the pros play. Okay. Yeah. Um, Coach, is it crazy to think that Nolf is a better matchup for Sidikoff than Dake? Hmm. Yes. I, what, what, what would make him think that? I don't know. Because... I mean, I'd love to see the match because I love watching Jason Nolf wrestle, but am I willing to make that statement? No, I'm not. I, I, I mean, Sidikoff kept Burroughs at bay offensively, primarily, you know, for the majority of their matches, yeah. kept him off his legs. I don't think... Jason would be able to generate. And then 
you think about Sidikov's ability to finish on Dake, well then you would stand to reason he's going to have an easier time finishing on Jason. New Wave coach, next time elaborate what maybe why you think that. Because um, like what yeah. position or I mean, Win Dixie spe- specifically <laughs> yeah. which position no, would he have is, an advantage? Yeah, he's very creative and it has a lot of weapons, but is he? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't feel super strong about um, him being a better matchup at all. Especially the way, we, considering the way we've seen Dake beat Nolf. Mm. Um, yeah. Sure, matchups make matches, but I don't know about it in this case. Cal Dake is so good um, that I, I just think there is right now another level. Yeah. And Sitikov is just above. And he had a follow-up question. Also, who are the most candid college coaches to interview? And I thought about this. Um, the two that come to mind who for me. Who actually tells the truth? Just, just. No coach speak. No coach speak. I would say Tom Ryan is pretty Ryan, unfiltered. Yeah. And I would say Kevin yeah. Dresser. There's no veneer of good, good or bad. They just tell you how they feel. I remember after Penn State thumped Virginia Tech when Coach Dresser was still there. And he was like very candid about certain wrestlers that just did not perform. He's like, yeah, we went out there and laid down, got wrestled like we were scared, called out wrestlers by name. Like, that's pretty rare, and I'm not saying good or bad. I appreciate the candor always, Um, but those are the two, in my experience, that have been the most candid. One other one for me, too. John Smith, a lot of times, he'll speak his mind. Oh, yeah, he's he's great. As well. (laughs) Yes, that's a great point, too. Yeah, those... How many times did we watch that he didn't do nothing? Who is he talking? Was that about plot? He like thought it was. I think it was plot Mako. He's like, what? Your thoughts on plot? He didn't do nothing. (laughs) That man, we just kept saying he didn't do nothing forever. We, I need to rewatch that candidly. That was incredible. (laughs) I mean, talking wrestling Uh, with John Smith. I mean, that is. It doesn't get much better than that. Yeah. I unfortunately haven't got to interview him very many times, so I guess that's probably why he didn't stick out to me. Um, what? Hey, I like this question. Hit it, and and I would like to discuss it. And I have not listened, so I'm just you know reading the reading the question here. Uh, and I actually don't know who Joey Gion is. Joey Gion was saying on the Athletic podcast that more wrestlers should skip the high school season. What are your thoughts? Um, so I, without having more context, so hopefully I'm not taking him out of context. I hate the idea. Um, there's just nowhere to compete. Like, who are you going to wrestle against? And then, you know, a lot of these guys, the solution for them is to move to a, a Blair or Sam or someone like this who wrestles the other best people, um, which is a reasonable solution if you're, like, say, in a small town somewhere in Virginia or wherever. Um, but as far as if they skip their season, then what is the suggestion? Like, what would you suggest they do and who do they compete against? Yeah. I was just going to say, and J.D., you go, but um, I think for maybe a, it's such a small number of athletes where maybe this would be applicable for. For so many, there's, I mean, skipping your high school season is just, I don't think, reasonable or helpful or worth the sacrifice of moving or going to the OTC for for a year, et cetera. Yeah. I was going to say, I think the only time this maybe applies is to your, uh, your Myers – uh, Shapiro's, your Levi Haynes's, th- those guys have done it and then went to their college where they, they had already committed and trained with them full time or, you know, at the M2 um, training facility full time and focused yeah. on Super 32 and, and world titles and or college opens. Yeah. 
So maybe for a few people, can do but that. then you can also say, like, there's there's been a lot of other people obviously who stayed wherever they were training and just you know kind of did the same thing. Um, you know, what I also think about Valiant. Valiant is not allowed to compete in high school competitions during the year, and I, I know they hate it. And they have a lot of elite wrestlers, and mm-hmm. but it's like, you know, going to college opens is hard. Um, even if your high school kids are good, the college opens are still really hard. There's not a ton of them. Um, yeah, so I, I say no on this one. I would have to be. I've thought, obviously, thought about it, and I'd have to be convinced pretty strongly the other direction. Yeah, your thoughts on. Maybe a kid, uh, a very good high school wrestler, but we're still talking about maybe not even in the na- not in the national rankings, just good on the the state level. Going to maybe a high school that's across their city that is notoriously good, or if if you live in a small rural town, to a high school that is good in the city, or or something like that. Yeah, no, I'm good with that. Uh, I mean, I'm I am anti. Uh, I feel like I only, and I'm, I have kids now, right? I feel like I own my kids for 18 years, and then they're probably going to go somewhere and live somewhere else because they're adults. I want them for all 18 years. I don't want to dish them after 13 or 14 years and say go somewhere else, you know? So I'm anti-kids uh, moving away from parents. Um, and I would say in the majority of cases, um, you're going to be able to, and maybe it's going to be a little bit of a drive, but find someone who you think is a really good wrestling coach, program, training partner within uh, driving distance that you can access. I think it's pretty rare when you can't. Gotcha. Yeah, but so I'm definitely okay with transferring to somewhere local that's a little better than wherever you're at. Seamless transition to this question. How many workers Whoa. at Flow would it take, Askren included, to beat <laughs> up a silverback gorilla? These questions are so dumb because none of us know the answer. Hey, don't let me get a silverback's neck. That's so all I'm saying. At that one. <laughs> two, you know what? You know what the actual answer to this is? It depends how fast we are. Because silverbacks are the fakest tough guys in the entire animal kingdom. Almost no what? evidence, almost no evidence at all of them ever attacking a human. It's all bravado. All it's hat, no cattle. All hat, no <laughs> cattle? Is that what it is? Yeah. I'll say sure? that. Are yes. you sure? Wait, you've watched I don't Con- think you're right on this one. This is because you've watched Congo too I'm many Google. times. But those, but they, the silverbacks don't have lasers. Realize. Look it up. Look it up. John Danaher was talking about this. I was like, is that true? Then I look at it. Now, are there instances where they do fight and then they get whooped by other animals? Because if they're all bravado and it works because yeah. no one tests them, it's just, yeah. no one's really messing with them. But I'm saying That's they like don't, the whole point. They don't want it. They don't want. They don't them. need to attack them, Christian. No, your point would be if they got attacked. So JD, what JD, if they got attacked and they got beat up, that would be a fake tough guy. If they're so tough that no one's messing with them, then that's a tough guy right there. Because you're so scared of messing with them that you ain't doing nothing. They that's they live guy. they they wrestle a week schedule. Okay, they're not they're not mixing <laughs> oh it up God. with the most dangerous animals. You know, they they live in uh, areas way and they they don't mess with humans really. It's 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 just true. They're cool and all, but I'm sorry. I, I, I hate They're not that. wrestling in the Big Ten. Yeah, they're not. They're this not is not a Big Ten. Oh, my gosh. Sparks comes back to the Big Ten. <laughs> I got to tell you this, Christian. Yesterday, I got, like, Colin Coward on. Yeah. And now, because of the Big Ten with the uh, with the expansion, on the bottom, it says, basically, and I took a picture of it, but it, it said something about Big Ten football as the premier conference. And I thought, oh, no. No, that's 
wrestling is the premier conference. Although football, well, they have uh, like twenty four teams now. I mean, they have like half the college football teams, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, close. What is it? Yeah, they got they got a lot. Eighteen Tra- something like that. I think it'll be. Big Ten's been hitting the transfer portal hard. They've been snagging up USC, UCLA, anyone they can get their hands on. Which Transfer- seamlessly brings hey, me Shane. to my. Ne- what? No, I, I got a question. Uh, it was well, this was a question from, I'm stealing from the chat, I, and I don't believe it's in the questions here. Does Shane think that Rob Cole and Coleman Scott have to sit out a year for their transfers? No, no. <laughs> I but I think and again, this stuff I'd have to give it a, a ton more thought. But what what do we say? If if a coach leaves, then you get like X amount of time to transfer. Nope, right. That's fine. I think Rob Cole, Rob Cole's transferred twice now, Shane. We should make him sit out of here. <laughs> He's a serial transfer. I was reasonable on this, guys. I backed up on this one. Remember, I didn't. Okay. I didn't dig my feet in on this transfer transfer stuff. Okay. Next question. Right. Transfer. Right. Before we move on, if the gorilla question interests you, you should watch Chimp Empire on Netflix. Chimps are a different Stop. story. Chimps. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You don't want to mess with a chimp. Off. All respect to the chimp family. I don't want any They're part of that, and nor does anyone at Flow. We're going to lose our fingers, our faces, and our you-know-whats. And I'm going to leave it at that. These are some bad boys. What? They're the bad boys. They, The chimps are what people think the gorillas they, are. Well, because they're little and, like, funny-looking, so you're more likely not, to be like, that's not that's non-threatening oh to me. You, you and just, then they, they take your – yeah. It's so crazy. Yeah. Uh, it takes your soul. The series on Netflix, they have borders like in the Congo and they go and patrol borders. Yeah. Like on the edge and they get in <laughs> battles with other uh, regions for for over resources and stuff. Oh, they're bad. Very interesting the, the, stuff. That's why I like, are... hey, when, hum, when humans say, why do we need borders and, and why do we get in wars? And then you, I, I, I didn't see the one on chimps, but I saw the one on wolves and like the areas they patrol. And it's like so clearly outlined. It's like this group is here. This group is here. This group is here, and they don't go into other, each other's turf. It's like, it's such an. It's not a human thing. It's an animal thing. Yeah, it's crazy. Okay, last one. Where did it go? You guys should get some chimpanzees to be guards at Flow, like they guard the door. <laughs> Do we have some no major security issue? You never know when they're going to no turn on us. Think, I don't yeah, trust chimpanzees. Wild. You do need. Yeah, I don't Bader, trust chimpanzees. Bader comes from the chimpanzee family for sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> The last question was, who could get Penn State their toughest duel? And then they called Michigan transfer, transfer portal U, which... Michigan mercenaries. Little dig, but it's ironic considering they're talking about Penn State, who is going to have Aaron Nagal, Bernie Truax, Mitchell Messenbrink, Greg Kirkfleet, Kirk McHenry, Kurt McHenry. So, stop. What? Stop what? What if what if Kurt McHenry went to Penn State and beat the Michigan 125 in the duel, whoever it is? That would be a twist of fate right there, huh? Yeah, that would be crazy. This will be – we don't have time. It's now 930. But the Iowa duel will now actually be quite interesting with Penn State. If, if A.J. Jr. is in the mix. February 9th, second semester. He got time. If he gets yeah, into school. Gambling, then we're all good. Michigan – It'll be interesting, too, January 19th, but February 9th against Iowa, I, I would say if they're at full strength, that's probably who's going to give Penn State their, their biggest test. It's the only opportunity, in my opinion, where 
Penn State can taste anything resembling defeat. They're not going to lose any duels otherwise, and they're not going to lose in any tournaments. Uh, I feel pretty certain of that. Without That'll be in Iowa City. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Get your tickets now, boys. Hey, appreciate you guys so much. Good to have Shane back. Best Great of luck to you guys. Hope the Braves have a productive offseason can oh. address some of the holes in the lineup. You're already counting them out. They only have an all-star at every freaking, uh, every freaking position, Shane. So hopefully you get a you little You got to pitch. You got to yeah. pitch. I mean, we'll see Spencer Strider tonight. I mean, we'll see. You, you win tonight. You get it back to Atlanta. You know, we'll see. They're, they're down, but they're down, but they're not out. They're down and dangerous. I will promise you this. Philadelphia is not comfortable right now. I'll promise you that. <laughs> they look pretty comfortable last night, Shane. Yeah, they're but not I, right now. This is where we find out if the Braves are, are silverback gorillas or chimpanzees. I, I'm not going to debate that. You're right. They got to come out this with that is, chimp energy. Yes, they do. <laughs> Big chimp energy. They need it tonight. <laughs> no one else say anything else. We're ending the show on big chimp energy. That's, that's got to be something new we talk about on this show. When somebody big has chimp. a big weekend, big chimp energy. That's yeah. got to be something new. Just Bring crazy. The, this doesn't become your tagline in 2023-24. You miss like it out. It. That's your big new tagline. Energy. I love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Just relentless. <laughs> Do anything to win. That's what they need. Harness the chimpanzee <laughs> down into Atlanta. That's Thank you guys crazy. so That's much. Crazy. We'll be back next Monday, right? Monday. Monday. Boom. Monday, baby. Let's go. We'll have a lot to talk yeah. about then. Big Chimp Energy. Have a Big Chimp Energy weekend, boys. We'll be back then. Thanks so much. A lot of coming out. I don't even know what I want to say other than have a great weekend. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> Thank you, Shane. Thank you, JD. Thank you to our producer, Amanda, and we will see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>